Welcome to the Sunday special edition of the Progress of Unity podcast. Uh, today, myself and Adam will be looking ahead to the meeting with Lincoln City on Tuesday. Uh, but before we do all that, a bit of breaking news today, Adam, uh, regarding the uh, ransom royal bid for the Latics. Uh, we found out it's being funded by London-based financier Jonathan Rowland, who is the son of one of the UK's richest men, David Rowland. Uh, obviously this is immaterial until the Spanish bid is either accepted or rejected, but um, it's satisfying or it's good, good to know that there are other options uh, that are being taken seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the Royal Link has been there for a while, hasn't it, since um, they were seen at the stadium only a, a few weeks ago. And it's been alluded to, I think, on a number of occasions that there, were, there were others lurking in the background. Like you said, it's immaterial until you know the the exclusivity is lifted, um, or the the EFL reject them under the uh, owners and directors test. So nice to have a bit of a reserve bid, but. Um, I don't think we should be jumping up with excitement just yet. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the problem. We, we've, we've had our spirits lifted so many times, uh, and only to be dashed, so we don't want to be diving in with our size 10s on, do we? On to Tuesday, the big game. We're facing Lincoln City at Sinsel Bank, and it's the first time we've been over to Sinsel Bank since we met them in a League Division 2 game on the 15th of August 1998. Uh, obviously we played them at home that season as well, late in the season in April, where we got a bit of revenge on them, we beat them 3-1 after we'd lost 1-0 on, on, on that day so, uh, in the build up I've managed to speak with Jake Tong of the Stacey West podcast quite a popular podcast amongst Lincoln City supporters, so I've spent uh, a bit of time talking to Jake this morning, let's see what he had to say Jake Tong, I'm a recent graduate of the country's first ever football journalism degree from the University of Derby. For Stacey West, um, sort of for about 18 months now. Audi Brothers, they were magnificent for, for Lincoln. You know, they came in and they transformed the football club from, from head to toe. Um, that first season, they were appointed. I think we put ourselves on the footballing map that year run the league title, um, obviously the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, never done as a non-league team, I'm sure you guys know what the FA Cup can do to a football club, the league title win, where we were by far, by far the best team in League Two, we were, you know, D Danny, and, Danny and Mickey were, were so instrumental and then obviously they, they left for Huddersfield, uh, unfortunately got sacked for them, but um, you know, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. They're, they're, they're very good. They'll be back at this level, if not higher. You know, they made me fall back into love with Lincoln, and, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, Appleton, um, we thought we, we were a bit anxious uh, at the time that, that Danny left, and when it, and when he came in, it was difficult. You know, it, um, we won twice on the road all season. We weren't great at home either. We, you know, if the season had carried on, we. We could well have found ourselves drifting towards the bottom three. Appleton, he brought he brought his players in, young players, hungry players with something to prove. Um, then he's done it again in the summer, and the recruitment been absolutely flawless. 
well, he's a northwest lad. You know, he's one of you. Like he's a he's stone. He's um he's cold face. He's very, you know, he doesn't show his emotions very well. Um, but I think he's enjoying his time with Lincoln. He, but it's a good start. It's a very good start. Um, sitting fourth in the table, 26 points from 13 games, two points a game. On average, throughout the season, that gets you promoted. So whether we can keep it up or not, we could we could get promoted, but. I, I think we'll probably finish outside the playoffs. Alex Palmer, he's been absolutely outstanding since um, since his arrival. Commanding, really good shot stopper. Not a lot gets past. Obviously, I spoke about Lewis Montemer, um, the centre halves plucked from from the second tier in, in the Netherlands. You know, normally when you talk about a defender, you're on about how good they are defensively. But Lewis Montemer has scored seven goals this season, including one against Liverpool. Then you go further in, uh, you've got George Grant. We've signed him from Forest on a permanent deal. You know, he's been outstanding as well. Eight goals for him. Harry Anderson, I mean, Harry Anderson's our longest serving player. He's only 23 years old. He's been here for four years. Brennan, uh, he's a Wales international now. Uh, he won his first cap the other, the other week. He's a player we've got alone from Forest, which gives me sort of Tyler Walker vibes from last year. He scores goals. He, quick. He gets a bit of a reputation for going down too easily in the box. He's won there's about three or four penalties so far this season. But I think Wigan should be should be scared. You know, if you, you're back four, I watched you guys against, against Chorley. And, you know, if anybody runs at your back four, I seem to think that they'll seem to leave a, let, a foot in. And um, you give that Brennan, Brennan Johnson that opportunity, he's going to make you guys commit and, and win the foul. At home, I'd like to thank fancies, you know, you guys are down down the bottom, we're up the top. I'm, I'm going to go for a home win because obviously, uh, I think the Lincoln supporters and the Stacey West publishers would absolutely watch me if I didn't. And I can see it being comfortable, um, the way you guys are, seem to be losing players left, right and centre. If I'm brave, I think we're probably owing somebody a bit of a tonking and it could well be Wigan on, on, um, on Tuesday night. So. I'm going to stick my leg out and say I'm going to go for a 4-1 to Lincoln. Ah, quite confident though, Adam. Yeah, yeah, 4-1. He's gone for a 4-1. Uh, he, he seems like they've been playing really well, but maybe haven't been taking all the chances because he, he says someone's due, due a good beating. Um, and he gave us a nice brief history lesson, didn't he, as well, in, Going back, sort of, I mean, really, that's been a good rise, hasn't it, over the last, you know, if you five or six years from where they were to, you know, the great FA Cup run and um, obviously moving up through the leagues. And you've got to say that a genuine challenge, you know, at this level, aren't they, really? Um, yeah. Appleton, Appleton's yeah. always, I think he's always seen as that type of manager, isn't he, that um, I think he's very well respected as a coach. Um He's just not quite, for me, done it enough yet, Appleton. I mean, he did all that at Oxford, didn't he? Um, but he's been, I don't know, he's just been an almost decent manager, really. He's been quite a lot of assistant managing as well, hasn't he? So yeah, but well, his first game at Lincoln was against Oxford. And they lost 6-0. <laughs> so I can't remember that, yeah. yeah a bit of a rude <laughs> awakening for the Lincoln City supporters there. But, uh, like I say, he, he has done good. But the Coyleys, I mean, they went in when they were Conference North or something like that. They've just done really good jobs with Braintree down in, in, this, in the south, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and then they stepped in there. And it's just been, it was just, 
a meteoric rise for them through through the divisions uh, and that cup run when they got to the quarterfinals beating Burnley along the way it was fantastic yeah they had a great they had a great run didn't they um, but was it, was, that, was it Arsenal we not the main eventually was yeah it? down at the Emirates it was yeah it was yeah I mean for a non-league non-league side to get to the quarters uh, unbelievable really wasn't it and yeah, I mean, like you said, we not played them for a long time, but we did. I think we played them quite a lot when we were in that bottom division, didn't we? I think we played them pretty much every season, didn't we? In, well, in, uh, when we were in Division Three. I'll give you the stats now. Uh, we play, actually played them twenty-five times altogether during the seasons. Uh, Fourteen wins, two draws, and nine defeats. But like I mentioned previously, the last time we met was in April nineteen ninety-nine. We beat them three-one. And the last time we met them at Sinsel uh, Bank was in the start of that season, 1998, and we tasted defeat. But that season we went on, that was the, the, the uh, season where we made the playoffs, where City beat us, and they actually finished second bottom that season and got relegated. And then our paths, obviously, you know, we, we went in different directions. They ended up drop, dropping out the Football League altogether. Yeah, and there, there it looks like they could be crossing past in a different way. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one good uh, one one good uh, standout game it was when we played them in 1985. Uh, it was a Wednesday in on the 8th of May, and it was in the Freight Rover Trophy Northern Area semi-final. So it's this, the year we went on to beat Brentford. We actually beat them 3-1 and that was at Sinsel Bank as well. David Law, Graham Barrow and Gary Bennett knocking the goals in for the Latics. I mean, kind of the semi-final is the, the Northern final, isn't it? Because you then go on to, I think, was it Mans- Mansfield? Mansfield, it? yeah, penalties. Yeah. Went on to penalties against Mansfield. Like we said, we're, we're playing them on, on Tuesday. Have you got uh, a ref watch for this week for us, Adam? It looks like we swapped roles here. You're asking the questions, and I'm I'm doing the ref watch. <laughs> uh, so we we'll tried a new formation this, this uh, on this Sunday for sure. Yeah, so the the referee got another another young uh, referee. Uh, he's Sam Perkis. Um, he's, he's based in uh, London. Uh, possibly the most intelligent referee that we've had because he's. Um, He's uh, got a, a graduate of Cambridge University, uh, and mm. he's working uh, as associate solicitor at the law firm uh, Harbottle and Lewis in London, and he's um, specialised in sports law and regulatory law. So, kind of uh, maybe we could on the pitch have asked him ask him about a bit of advice about the football league. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a bit of advice about the uh, you know our um, owners and directors test. Um, I think this again, like like we've said, we've, we've seen to have had a lot of uh, relatively inexperienced refs this year, and this is only his second second season. He's never refed us or Lincoln before. Um, but what stands out for me is he's only refed 13 games this season, but there's been 29 yellows, and five reds. Wow! You know, so two really that's one every two and a half games, really, isn't yeah. it? So which. Uh, and even Dexter's angry about that. He's growling at the. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need to be on our best behaviour. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. We just, it, unless it's just bringing in a lot, a lot of new refs at the moment. Uh, but it does seem that we are getting very inexperienced uh, referees here. And I know they've got to start somewhere. But let's just hope he doesn't make a, 
make a mistake. But at least, you know, with his lawyer background, you should, at least he should understand the rules. <laughs> well, we'd hope so, wouldn't we? We'd hope so. It's probably on the letter of the law, though, wouldn't it? That's what, that's what, where the reds are coming from, by the letter yeah, of the law. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be charging 500 quid an hour as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, from our point of view, looking forward to the game. Um, I mean, the, the Bristol Rovers uh, game last week had uh, uh, you know the massive positive of us keeping a clean sheet and picking a point up. Uh, as we move forward to this one, obviously both Lee Evans and Cal Naismith have had a uh, you know a bit more time on the training ground and, and recovery. So hopefully, hopefully, they're at least in the squad and maybe, you know, actually making the starting line-up as well. Uh, would you think that would make a massive difference bringing those two into the team, Adam? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it definitely would, really, because it, it, it's just that balance, really, between sort of the youth and the enthusiasm, but also having that experience. And, you know, Nesmith can play a number of positions, um, so he does give us a bit of flexibility in the game itself. And um, Evans, I, I don't think he, I don't think he was having a brilliant see, uh, start to the season. But I, I still think he he does have that bit of extra class and experience at this level. Um, you know, he's, he's he's played he's played at this level before, obviously when in his first loan spell here, and obviously did okay in the championship. I always thought he was a solid enough player. Mary and Perry, you know, they've both, they've both done a good job, but I'm, I'm not quite as convinced when they play together, the two of them. I think we do need someone else in there as well. And, you know, I think we've said before, haven't we, that Naismith's probably, at the moment, is their best player. So I think it can only be a good thing. And I was thinking about Evans as well, because I bet he wants to be back for the Sunderland game, because it'll be Evans versus Power. <laughs> yeah. Would it? Yeah. You know, that'd be, it'd be interesting. Evans smashing back to power in the first minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not that type of player, though. Lee Evans, is he? But you know, he's not. No. You wouldn't say he was a very physical player, but I can no, see. Well, like back to power smashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I think one of the things that's been missing, like you said about Perry and Murray, is a little bit of experience alongside them. Individually, these young lads, they're all. I think the good players. Collectively, they're lacking that experience, and that's just let, letting us down. And that's yeah, not and, and, not their fault, is it? No, not at all. And I think with Naismith as well, uh, I would personally, because um, you, like you said before, to try and get the spine, so Tilt's coming at centre back, and he's been doing quite well, hasn't he? And the game just come back. If Evans is in your midfield, and then you probably could play Naismith just behind uh, Joseph to a bit more experience up top so you, you've got a bit of a spine there mm. and then we've got two experienced fullbacks which I think in our team are very important because that's where we do our best attacking isn't it really you know the, cross, the crosses that are coming in and scoring a few I think you said the other, the other day and you were scoring a few added goals um, so yeah we've got we've got experience in key positions and then you know I think I've, I've enjoyed watching one play I think he looks a good player at the back uh, as I said, either one of Perry and Mary can do a job, and obviously the, the, the standout one of the last three or four games has been Joseph, hasn't he, up, up front? You know, I think, and maybe it'll help Nasty a bit as well. You know, if 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 he's got like you know a bit more experience around him, may, may, maybe it'll help him. You know, he can just concentrate on his own game because I don't think for me, Massey is necessarily one of them who steps up and you know. Bis- 
is the like experienced player who, who organises and stuff. I think he just wants to get on with his game. So maybe if a few more experienced players come in, then that might help Massey, you know, get back to somewhere near his best. Because somewhere near his best, you know, he's a quality player, isn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Um, so we're going to have to press on now for the... Uh for the prediction now, listening to Jake or talking to Jake previously, he mentioned the fact that even the centre half's not seven goals in <laughs> this season. Uh, the, the lad up top uh, has, has got eight, and they've got a great shot stopper between the sticks. So, how do you see it going, Adam? Well, it's hard to predict at this stage. I know we do our own little predictions thing, and I'd like to see the team news really. I think if, unfortunately, if we play the same eleven. Uh, that we did against Bristol Rovers these are a better side than Bristol Rovers they've got some good players so I think if it was the same team I could see us maybe losing 1-0 or 2-0 uh, I, I, we're, not, I, we're not a side who gets battered if the others come back in uh, I could maybe see us getting uh, say a 1-1 draw Right, yeah uh, I'd like to see Naismith and Evans back in and I think that give us give us a little bit more more threat uh, a bit but, of a boost really isn't it really? Yeah. you know but that's, I suppose that's the only good thing about having the injuries, isn't it? That so many injuries, you can then start to see them come back eventually. You know, so yeah, there's yeah. a few come, tilts come back, hasn't he? And although the, I think all the others are unlikely to play again, are they? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 they're very unlikely. Well, I, I, I'm going to go um, with your second prediction. I, I'm going to go with a two-nil win for Lincoln. I think they'll beat us two-nil. Unfortunately, but it's just the way it's rocking at the moment. Get this. Take over, sort it out, get some money into the club, a little bit of mo- money, get some stability and a manager, um, and you know we might have a half a chance. Right, we're just going to ensure we're not too far adrift. Yeah, that's the thing. As it's very brief on a Sunday, uh, we've reached our limit now, and uh, let's hope come Wednesday we're actually we're both wrong and, and uh, we've stolen a win, <laughs> and that'll be fantastic, yeah, yeah, won't it? Let's hope so. <laughs> Right, so on this first Sunday of Advent, I'd like to uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah, and I've heard that. Happy, happy new takeover. Happy new takeover, that's the one we want to, to hear. Right, so, uh, yeah, uh, happy Sunday lunch. Catch you later. Cheers.